Project A Podcast. Hi everybody, this is the first of four episodes in a series of podcasts about the wider topic business intelligence, how to build a data-driven organization. We'll today talk about the way BI has developed from the earlier days until recently. And in the next episodes, we'll talk about its application in marketing, in all kinds of other fields. And obviously, we will also talk with our new BI director, Philipp Werner, about the newest and hottest developments. My name is Rainer Berak. I'm COO at Project A, and I have the pleasure of having Leo here today. Welcome, Leo. Hi, Rainer. Thanks for your invitation. Leo was our director of business intelligence until the end of last year. Um, Leo, there's a number of legends around you as a person. One of them is that um, you were actually at the same school at the German gangster hip-hop star Bushido. Is that right? And that's actually true. So I checked Wikipedia yesterday and it still says uh, that Bushido um, visited this grammar school in Berlin Tempelhof long time ago and actually it was the same school that i went to uh, some 20 years ago and so yeah that's that's you. one of the true legends <laughs> okay so um you met there you hang out together and uh, well he was one year older at that time well he still is so role obviously model. so we we met yes um there was no close relationship so this did not influence you in becoming a bi expert later on no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, now um, I would like to try to understand today of how B BI became what it is today. Um, back in the 90s, I was working for Accenture and with all due respect, BI back then meant you make sure that all kind of fancy reports are made available digitally um, to managers. Data coming from ERP systems, usually SAP, and managers would say, wow, I'm looking at these fancy charts now, I really feel like I manage. You, with other people, started this topic um, at Rocket Internet in the startup world. That must have been very different. To some extent, yes. So we also had that goal of having fancy looking reports and presented to the management. Um, the, the thing is that we did not have these uh, expensive tools like SAP solutions. So we mostly worked with very simple tools like Microsoft Excel and had to build everything on our own, more or less from scratch. So what was the driver for that? I mean, uh, obviously, you didn't have there these managers who were happy to uh, sp spend money on, on, on overhead and just look at, 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 at nice stuff. But they must have had like some real reasons to use that. Well, actually, um, at Rocket Internet and especially at Zalando, we we um, obviously searched for ways to to save some money, like to to um, be more efficient, and um, we spent a lot of money in marketing, as everybody knows. Mm -hmm. um, so it was an an obvious thing to start with the marketing department. So we thought about how to save money um, with the existing marketing campaigns. And this is why we started with um, some marketing questions in the very beginning. And we had Florian Heinemann, who had some great ideas at that time, like he came up with this idea of introducing customer journeys and attribution and that stuff. And that was our first thing to do. Yeah, that's an interesting point, because we often talk about BI in the wider sense, but the nucleus in most companies for BI is marketing, right? It's usually the team that is working data-driven that is using BI reports. 
um, why is that and um, is, is, it, is it necessarily um, such a strong focus on marketing or should others also make more use of, of BI? I think that's a special thing in the startup ecosphere. So in, in more subtle companies, BI typically starts with stuff like accounting or, or finance or controlling and marketing is one of the, the later things to add and to, to go into. Um, I think the reasons why, especially at startup companies, um, you, you often start with the marketing questions is that on the one hand, this is where these companies spend a lot of money. I already mentioned that. And the other aspect is that it has quite some complexity. So there's a lot of room for improvement if you're able to work with the information you get from all these uh, marketing tools where you get user level information. Okay, so but that means if you have a business model that um, that requires you to spend a lot of money on other topics that are that are that are complex, um, it it might totally make sense. I mean, that's probably something very specific to to e-commerce and marketplaces. But if you follow a different model, it might make sense to really start with with BI elsewhere. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Also, because often other other topics or questions from other fields um, are easier to answer compared mm -hmm. to to marketing where you typically already get quite good information from the from the tools from the um, providers and as you said it might have helped that with florian heinemann who has a strong focus on marketing he was probably one of the drivers and he basically like a very strong pull for for that expertise yes absolutely okay and then so you just said you you started with with excel sheets and with whatever helped you to basically like help taking fact and data-driven yes, decisions. Lots of CSV file imports and, and Excel number crunching. With so you're building data warehouses basically to get all these data together and get insights. We did or we did not? Well, yeah, yeah. the answer is we did not. Um, so we really started with, with Excel files, several hundred megabytes, tons of data insight okay. with CSV coming from, from different sources before we started to automate the whole thing. And that was still within the rocket uh, ecosystem. Yes. Okay. Yes, and then how, how did, did it develop further? I mean, at some point you also uh, came over here and started to work for project A and actually you were uh, here for quite some years then still in, in charge of, of business intelligence. Um, how did this topic evolve? What changed over the years? Yeah, back in that time um, at, at Salana at Rocket Internet, it was really the case that there were no tools or no, no tools like we have them today. Mm -hmm. um, because today there are, there are cheap solutions which are very powerful to, to answer BI questions um, from, from various business areas. At that time, that was not the case. So we had to, to build this attribution, this customer journey analysis stuff ourselves if we want to have attributed um, data. And we had to build uh, our TV analysis suite ourselves Mm -hmm. Today, you can buy that for, I don't know, 10 euros a month or so. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I mean, this is an often discussed topic that there are more and more um, solutions off the shelf um, out there. While we at Project A uh, usually still go in with an approach of, of building a data warehouse together with, with the companies. Um, do you still uh, understand or see a need for doing so? Does it have advantages or would you uh, recommend of just going with an off the shelf solution? To some extent, it still has an advantage. If you think 
if, if you if your goal is not to to answer all these standard questions like to do a tb analysis or to do attribution or to i don't know optimize your marketing campaigns but to do things that are even more advanced like build real data-driven applications using artificial intelligence and, and automate the whole business or, or very complex business processes um, then it is it really helps if you have such a, a basis um, where you have all the structured information mm -hmm. that can also be used to do the the easy stuff like the easy reporting but if you only want to have some fancy reports or if you only want to optimize your marketing campaigns or your um, your purchasing or, or whatever I don't think you you have to build anything on your own Okay. Of course, there are great solutions out there. Okay. But if you decide at a later point in time that you want to go uh, for more complex stuff, then it's probably not the easiest than to basically like um, start all over. Yes, exactly. Okay, understood. Um, well, one of our ventures and probably the most data-driven company I know is Katawiki. In fact, we have just recently at our portfolio days given them an award for being the most data-driven company in our portfolio. Um, you were part of building up BI there. Um, and my question is, what was special about them? Why did that work so well? I think at least two things were special about Katawiki. And the one thing was um, they already had that critical size at, at that moment. So they already spent a lot of money on marketing and they already had lots of revenue. So that it was really worth um spending quite some effort money and time so we had to to work on that for for weeks and months with with a big team um to build the data warehouse for them and to build the tools that enabled them to increase efficiency of of marketing campaigns and other processes and um at Katawiki, it was really worth um, going into the details, like to more or less look at every single user and, and all the, the different touch points, marketing touch points that a user had, like the, the banner impressions and the, the uh, search ads that he was confronted with, um, and really optimize that whole customer journey for each individual user, which is quite complex, but it was worth doing it at Katawiki because it you, you saved a lot of money. Um, the other thing was that there was at that time, one guy, Marco Janssen, who was, I think, officially CTO, that's right, um, more or less on a managing director role, um, who really believed in that topic. So he really had that vision of becoming a data-driven company, and he was willing to invest the money and the effort to to build this infrastructure that not within the first weeks or the first months but after half a year or maybe even after one year really helped them so much that it it was worth spending all that all that effort so you need a strong sponsor and probably more than a sponsor but somebody who really on a very senior level internally drives drives that part and you need the critical mass you need the important questions to ask that are worth actually building infrastructure in order to ask answer them in a data-driven way Yes, um, if, if you want to build business intelligence system in on that scale, yes, you you obviously or you you also can do it uh, on a on a way smaller scale. Uh -huh. But for Katawiki, it was worth investing at that point. Okay. A third thing that I remember is that Katawiki was really willing to have data-driven work and actually use the data warehouse as the one single 
um, uh, source of information um, on 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 not only in all teams in all functional teams but also on every seniority level i mean they had the people on the floor really taking their daily decisions based on the same data warehouse or based on the same data um, like when the board uh, comes together or came together they worked a little less with powerpoint slides but they actually logged into the very same data warehouse and looked at number obviously on a more aggregated level but they were able then if they found something they want to discuss then to to dig deeper to mm -hmm. drill down uh, but it was it, it was eventually this the, the same the same source yeah and and i remember one more thing so they also had that company culture that they were willing to believe in data and in the information you get from data so you often have people in companies um, who, who just want to believe in gut feeling uh -huh. uh, and they they are happy to ignore the information you get that was completely different in Katawiki at the time so so if we think about uh, what does it take to uh, to be successful or to take success out of being a data-driven company, you need uh, somebody on, in, in, in the top management to really be a driving force of that, or at least to be a strong sponsor for that. You need the critical mass, you need the right size, you need the, to understand what your focus areas are of that. And what I also remember and what we actually also uh, tell our, our newer companies, you probably need to be willing to really push that topic into um, not not only all functional areas, but also the different uh, seniority levels. I remember that at Katabiki we said um, it's not only the, the the marketing managers who look at their campaigns and their success um, in the data warehouse, but they also um, do their board meetings not or, or less based on PowerPoint slides and more based on the data that they find in the data warehouse. So they use the same base. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that obviously helps. Yeah, if you want to do a project on that scale, you need to have that. Mm -hmm. Which does not mean that you cannot do BI on a, on a smaller scale also. Mm -hmm. From an organizational perspective, you mentioned Marco. Marco is, uh, form I mean, like formally he was a CTO. Mm -hmm. Is this where you would usually locate a BI team? Well, if it was me to choose, then um, there would be probably would be a person like a CIO or a CDO, Chief Intelligence Officer or Data Officer. Um, if CTO means that the BI is a, a technical thing only, mm -hmm. then I wouldn't I wouldn't like that. Then I would rather give it to the CEO because it should be. It should be applied to all business areas, mm -hmm. um, not only to the tech department, not only to the marketing department. Yeah, which is a, a difficult thing to do because if we look at typical companies, often it's actually sometimes it's the CFO, but then mm -hmm. you're probably ending up with a structure closer to what I what I described earlier, like people looking at nice reports, but less like taking decisions on the floor. Mm. The CTO. But yeah, with, with probably the downside of becoming a purely technical project. And if that makes the, the, the business people to really make use and, and let this drive their decisions, probably not too easy. And if you put it in marketing, again, uh, fair point that it's usually the nucleus of, of, of BI, but uh, it will hardly come out of that niche. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Unfortunately, you, you are not working with, with Project A anymore. And we obviously regret that. But 
it's because you wanted to be a founder yourself, uh, which we very much appreciate because we really praise when people start their own new business. What are you doing now and what role does BI play in your company today? Today, um, I'm officially managing director of two companies. Um, actually, I still, I still focus on marketing. And well, th these are small companies. So um, we have one company with three employees and the other company has like 20 employees. So it's, it's really small businesses. Um, and th this means that we also do very small scale BI. So we use the information we have, we use it at, I think for a company of that size, we are quite data driven. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it's nothing compared to what we did uh, in the project A portfolio. Okay. Do you miss it sometimes? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. That's good to hear. And by the way, um, we are hiring not only in the BI department, but also in the BI department. Um, so if you're interested in actually working in that field, check out projecta.com and check out our job section. Sorry, I have to put Thank, do that. Thanks obviously. for that. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, there still are some companies that sometimes um, invite me to help them with some of the BI related questions. Okay. So I'm, I'm not completely off topic. That's very nice to hear. Well, time is running super fast and uh, maybe as a last thing, um, a little outlook. What do you think how BI will evolve in the next years? And what do you think which role Project A can best play when we're working with our ventures? I, I already mentioned that the situation today is, is very different to the situation we had five years ago. Today, there are areas like artificial intelligence, which are developing so fast that there are plenty of new opportunities out there. I think for each portfolio company, you, you would find a use case where if they apply to use this new technology, to use artificial intelligence, it would be possible to, to create a dramatic efficiency increase. Like in the past, as you, as you might know, I'm, uh, I'm very interested in this, in the strategic game, which is called Go, uh -huh. which is a, a little bit like chess, but it's, it's the Asian um, game, the Asian model. And um, years ago, it was not possible for a computer to, to win against a human player. That was just impossible because mm -hmm. there were professional players who spent 20 years, 14 hours a day just to study this, this game of Go and to, to learn how to play it properly. Today, Google built an algorithm which is able to start from scratch, train itself without taking into account any human knowledge mm -hmm. and beat every professional player who, who studied that game for, for 10 or 20 years or longer. Um, and if, if, you, if you take that and um, transfer it to, to other areas of, of life, <laughs> um, I think there are so many areas where computers today are able to make better decisions mm -hmm. than humans who are able to optimize complex situations that a human would never be able to, to, even, to even understand. And I think if, if Project A finds a way or is, is able to enable the young companies you work with to apply these methods, these, um, these opportunities to their business problems, that would be, that would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't want to talk about that too much now, but what I can, what I can say is that over the last few months, um, we actually had a number of uh, projects 
um, that were very much related to artificial intelligence, machine learning, and, and indeed um, our team is developing into that direction. We will hear more about that in the episode that will describe um, on how to apply BI in especially also other areas than, than, than marketing. Um, Leo, uh, thank you very much for that. It was a pleasure to have you here. Um, as I said earlier, the next uh, three episodes will be about um, what BI can mean still today and what it does mean and why it's so crucial in marketing and what we do there, um, how we apply it in all kinds of other areas such as HR, product management and beyond. Um, and uh, we will talk to Philip Werner, our new BI director, about the newest developments and his perspective on that. It will be very interesting to also compare your views. Um, thank you very much for that. And Thanks a lot for your invitation, Rainer. Um, I will definitely check out these other episodes. Mm -hmm. <laughs>